Hi again. Welcome back. If you've come for an interview between an actual couple and an actual couples therapist, and you're asking yourself the question, how does a couples therapist learn to do that? Well, you're in the right place. I'm Jason Brand, a licensed clinical social worker and a packed level three therapist in Berkeley, California. And this is Human Nurture. If you've been following along this far, you know. We discuss clinical information in this episode and on the show, but it's here only for education and entertainment. It's not therapy. It's not to be used as therapy advice. Please seek licensed couples therapy if you or someone you know is facing challenges that relate to the information discussed in this episode. So one sentence to set the stage. Ron and Shakir, they've been married 33 years. They came in because they drifted apart. By this third interview, they've made real progress and articulated some of the lonely feelings, and they're starting to find each other again. I have to say, it was such a pleasure getting to know Ron and Shakir and being allowed such an intimate view into their lives. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to reach out to me, jason at jasonbrand.com. We've got two more episodes in the Ron Shakir series, and then we move on to the next couple, but let's not get ahead of things here. Ron Shakir, third clinical interview, right now. Hello, Ron and Shakir. Hello again. Good to see you both. It sounded like, Ron, you had some comments that you wanted to start with. You want to go there? And then I got a question for you guys. Yeah. In your conversation with Inga, you uh, mentioned at one time that you were concerned that something you might say might piss me off, so to speak. And my feeling is I want you to know that we sought you out for help with mm-hmm. our situation. Therefore, there's nothing you can say that's going to be a problem because whatever you say, you're saying for the purpose of helping us. So you cannot in any way say something that's going to bother me because, you know, like I said, what you're saying is being said to help us. So feel free to say whatever you want to say. It's not going to be problematic for me specifically. I don't believe for us. Okay. Okay. Same goes with Shakir. Oh, even if you say something that upsets me, I'm going to take it into consideration because I know you're not saying it to upset me. You're saying it to help me. So yeah. Tell me if this makes sense. What I was getting at there is trying to help both of you move towards a place where you can be more vulnerable with each other. And that it's not that I'm pissing you off so much. It's that I'm not moving you forward towards being more vulnerable with each other. That's really what I was most thinking about with Inga. Does that make any sense? And the question is why? Question why is, aren't why aren't I? Um, yeah. Part of it is learning where the sand traps are in your relationship. So, uh-oh, you know, if, if, if I say this, then, then this happens. So part of it is learning, you guys. Part of it is my own, like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. You learn on the job that that's part of it also. Why would you feel if you're saying something to help us that you shouldn't have said that. I'm trying, let me see if I can get an example in my mind. I'll try to point it out when I see it, but- uh, I don't understand why. What's it doing? It's the camera. Can you guys see me? Give me just a second. I want to try something. Okay. So how's life treating you otherwise, other than the heat? Other than the heat, it's weird here. I mean, you know, it's, it's getting back to kind of regular life. I hadn't seen anybody in my office, it had all been doing doing this. So I'm just getting back to people coming back to the office. You know, like things are opening up here. Great, great. How about how about you? Any new any new developments? I, I think we're making positive progress. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out as I processed, you know, how we seem to be right now, what the catalyst was but i couldn't come up with it so hmm. the catalyst thought, for, the catalyst for what well you know, we've we've been engaging a lot more regular with each other mm-hmm. and it's been let me see what the word is i want to use positive is one word but it's been it's been tangibly different like intentional what else can i say it's been expressive so if something is happening, we've actually have engaged in conversation about what is happening in what hmm. how we feel like things are going at that time. So, and I think that's helpful. Hmm. Great. Yeah, I, I think I hear, I want to hear more about that. Is is Ron there? I mean, it's interesting. What was the catalyst that made you guys want to start 
working on your relationship. That's what Shakir asked when you were getting your phone run. And then there was this question of uh, pissing you off, pissing people off in, in couples therapy. Which one piques your interest the most at this moment? Well, both are interesting. Which one would you prefer to address first? I'm less well, interested in him pissing people off. I mean, <laughs> well, don't don't get me wrong. That's something that you need to work on. That's not something <laughs> that we need to work on. And hopefully it explains it is you can't do that. You can't piss me off. So that subject is moot. Uh-huh. Do you see the point of, though, that what I'm trying to do is get things out of the way so that you and Shakir can be more vulnerable with each other? And so, and so in the process of doing that, if I say to you, um, if I say a word that you find challenging in that, like, you, uh-oh, you know, like all of a sudden I become, you know, whatever word stays with you in a way that like, mm, that word doesn't fit, that gets in the way of what we're trying to do here, which is you and Shakir getting down to a more vulnerable conversation about how are we going to make this relationship work together? That's not going to happen. You guys are never going to work together? That's not going to happen. You are not going to say anything that's going to bother me to the point where it's going to be a problem. So let's continue on. Do what we (laughs) got to do. Don't worry about saying anything. You say whatever it is you need to say, and we go from there. How about that? Well, let let me ask you the other direction, though. Is there a way that I could say things that would help the two of you move your relationship forward? Your experience in dealing with people, couples or whatever, should give you plenty of um, information, ideas, thoughts, things that you can say that can be helpful. We don't know what your words are or outlooks or whatever. So we just say, go for it. Say what it is that you think is going to help us. And we go from there. I mean, it's simple. You know, we, we are not looking for arguments. We're not looking for something to jump on and say, oh, I don't like that or whatever. Whatever you come up with, we're open to it. So go for it. I would add to that. I think in the process of trying to move people forward and helping them overcome whatever blockades they may have, of course, there are going to be some things that you may say to couples that are uncomfortable. Um, so I think that's an expectation. But I think even with knowing that, individuals who are participating need to accept the fact that, okay, yes, this is uncomfortable, but it's uncomfortable for a reason. Mm -hmm. So let me take a look at why it's uncomfortable. And then that will help move me forward. Change is uncomfortable. So if nothing is making you uncomfortable, I don't know how you're going to get change. So, (laughs) so I think that, you know, you're being aware of, okay, yeah, this is uncomfortable. I think that's fine. But I think you need to just accept that, yeah, there are going to be some uncomfortable times and and anybody engaging in the process mm-hmm. of trying to move forward and grow. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable, but welcome back. Work with it and move forward. And Maya, okay. also knowing that you don't really know us that well, you may not know or you may not think you know what to say or what may bother us or not, but be assured that with us thinking that you're helping us, we're going to be receptive to mm-hmm. anything you say, rather than it being problematic, we will take it and use it as best we can to help us. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so you don't owe us anything for that. No. And, and what I like about this conversation is you guys, the way that you're handling, you're handling me very well. You're handling me like two people who, who are the king and queen of their castle. You're coming to us. We know what we need in order to to be helped. And let's do it. I think that's a very good look on both of you. Yeah. History piques my curiosity. How I, I never did get how the two of you met. Tell oh, can you tell me God. the story of your of how of how you met? Yeah, back in the No, no. I, I as opposed to going into it or do you know why Shakir Ron has has hesitations or resistance to going talking about it? No, I don't know why. I have none whatsoever. I don't mind talking about it. Uh, what her reasons are, she would have to explain to you because I don't know. Okay. To me, it's a open book. It is what it is. And oh, yeah, for crying out loud. No, you don't want to. No, go ahead, go ahead. Back in the 70s, 
I was working at a middle school. Shakir happened to be a student at the school at that time. At that time, I don't think I had any real contact with her whatsoever. I mean, she was a student. I was working there. I was actually working in discipline, and I, I never saw her in my office, so I didn't deal with her. I knew her sister and soon-to-be brother-in-law. We were friends, and uh, because of that, she left the school, went somewhere else, came back eventually, and I was at a bowling alley, and her sister came in to the bowling alley with Shakir. And I, you know, remembered her from being at the school uh, when I was working there. And we started talking, and pretty much from there, uh, the relationship blossomed and you know, grew, and we eventually got together. So I had not seen her, oh, I don't know if it was like five or six years since she had left the school. And mm -hmm. when I did see her, I recognized her from the school and we just started talking and the uh, relationship bloomed from there. Okay. All right. And what was He's so kind. He's so kind. He left out all of the stuff that would let you know that I was a very precocious young lady. Um, it's not important to our relationship. No, it's not. But, you know, I, I was. There's no part in it whatsoever. <laughs> mm -hmm. When we were, when I was in school, there were several teachers that were handsome, well dressed, drove really nice cars. He happened to be one of them. So mm -hmm. the young ladies in my class, we spent a lot of time talking about, you know, the teachers that were hot. And so he was hot. And, mm -hmm. uh, and of course, that's all the information I didn't know about. Yeah, he didn't know. He, uh -huh. he did, but we did. I mean, and he. Uh, red Trans Am. Yeah, it was a red Trans Am. Wow. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so, you know, all the young girls were just swooning all over him. And my, uh, my declaration was that one day I was going to be a Mrs. Oliver. Wow. Mm -hmm. At that yeah. age, that was your declaration. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, yeah, we've had that conversation yeah. since, you know. Yeah, but it, it worked out. And what were the early years of your of your relationship like? Oh, wow. Um, very fast paced, very passionate, very. Um, yeah, this is working for me. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then, you know, kids came along and oh, my God. OK. Actually, we wound up living together for the first couple of years. And uh, then I asked her to marry me. So we went ahead and got married. He sometimes says that I um, bullied him into marrying me. Yeah. I didn't quite use those words. Okay, Okay. so what word do you use? After she told me she was going to marry me. And about two and a half years in, I was like, okay, what are we doing? Either we're going to get married or... <laughs> I mean, and that really was what I said. It's like, okay, enough of this. Either this is going to happen or I need to move on. Do you know what Ron thought of you in those... Early years, Shakir? I, I thought, regardless of what he said, in my mind, my own thought process was, I was a lot of fun to be with. I was very spontaneous, quite erratic, um, and maybe a little prickly, but also lovable. <laughs> yeah. She left out the fact that very early in the relationship, I told her that I loved her. I did leave that out. And, uh, hmm. you know, the relationship really just grew from there mm -hmm. that's when we decided to get together and we did and live together and eventually uh got married after i bullied him and ron had been married previously because there, there was yeah. mention of it previously uh -huh. and yeah. had been in a third long-term relationship so he was not trying to do that do what that marriage thing at the time we got together i really was just getting out of a doomed relationship. So getting involved with someone else was fairly easy at that time. You know, when you, I think when you get out of one bad relationship, you kind of hesitant, but you want to find something that works, something that's better than what you left. And uh, I felt from the beginning that this would be much better than what I was getting out of. I'm going to need a recording of this 
for for what for what purposes i mean what 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 are you hearing that's making you want a recording because i think it's important to go back and say okay at one point this is how you felt remember you said this so mm -hmm. if you could feel like this then let's see how we can get you back to this right here not that i think that we're having any problem being at that okay i think we're doing pretty good point right now but you know for future reference purposes yeah, so I'm going to need a recording. You will get a recording. Well, let's go into this in terms of what what was communication? You know, Ron has been asking for more communication. What was communication like? How did you communicate with him, Shakir, in those early days? Um, I was probably very, very open, I think. And I think I articulated my feelings and my thinkings very readily. So I don't think he had to wonder about what I was thinking or what I was feeling. I think probably as time went on, because I can remember early in our early in our marriage, not so much when we lived together or anything. I told him, I said, you know, you're kind of stoic. You know, you don't, you don't get real happy. You don't get real sad. You just kind of even. What's up with that? Hmm. And so that troubled me a lot. And I think that I stopped talking or articulating my thought processes and emotions because he would just kind of say, uh-huh, okay. And I needed more than that. And, but he, he wasn't given more than that. And he would be like, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm like, what you think about it? Well, it doesn't matter what I think about it. So, you know, I, I am hoping that I am finding ways to be more articulate now than I have been in the past. Okay. And what's your understanding of, of what makes Ron so so even? Where, where did that come from? I really don't know. You Great. Know, well, let, I'd just, love to watch you guys talk about that. So yeah, go ahead. Let's 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 see that. When we first got together, we were talking all the time. In fact, I remember an occasion where we were driving down the street right next to us, and she said, "They're riding along, and they're not talking to each other." Yeah, you know, people sometimes get to that point where. They just don't have anything to say. So they may ride along and not say anything to each other. And that was like a, I won't say a declaration, but it was like a, a defining where we were going to talk to each other. We weren't going to be like that couple that she saw that was not communicating. And for a while, it got that way. But then when you look at the circumstances, we're talking about that 20-year difference. We're talking about me having been previously married and the experiences I had got me to a place that she had not yet gotten to, whereas I had gotten to a place where I could take things that happened and not get upset, blown out of the water by them. Uh, things that happened didn't bother me as much as it might someone who was younger and didn't have the same experiences. So whereas I was like, even kill, she was more, yeah, 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 yeah. And she couldn't understand why I was even kill and didn't get upset by things, whereas she would get upset about uh, sometimes some very minute things. Not just upset, excited, you know. Just, just because I didn't let certain things bother me, she might get bothered by some of the things that happened. So we were at different levels of emotionality of acceptance of things that happen in life so she you know did. that was it was probably one of the big differences at that time it may have led to what she was saying about how she you know didn't respond to some of the things that happened the way i responded to them mm. what do you mean well there are things that happen that i might say eh, no big deal where it might mean a whole lot more to her and she might be a lot more expressive about it. And, you know, there were occasions early in our marriage where she would get upset about some things that I thought were very minute, but to her, they were very meaningful and things that she uh, let really, you know, get to her. So again, we're at that, that two different level stage, whereas I didn't let a lot of things bother me and she did let a lot of things bother her. You should take a peek over there and see how she's registering all this. Oh, I can feel the actions. She realizes that what I'm saying is uh, accurate 
get away from them, but they were uh -huh. what they were. And uh, I was so, I was thinking I was struggling trying to trying to remember some things that I got really upset about or emotional about, and nothing was coming to mind. What what I could remember is, or, or should I say, what came to mind was. Yeah, I was usually very, very emotional and expressive, and he was usually, yeah, get over it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, well, let me give you an example of something that's happened. Um, I was outside in the yard one day working, you know, just doing yard work, and she came out. I guess I don't know where she if she was going to church or somewhere else, but she took her rings off and gave it to me, and said she was tired of whatever was whatever it was that she was tired of I didn't know I didn't know what it was or what it was that was bothering her to the point where she would take her rings off and give them to me because in my opinion excuse me in my opinion nothing had happened that was so serious that you would take your rings off and say hey I'm through with this but she had her reasons which I do, do not have any recollection of what they were and um we went on for a few days that way with her being upset about whatever it was. And within a short period of time, she asked for a ring back, which I gave him back to her. And apparently somehow we had gotten over the gravity of that situation. You know, again, as an example of, of the fact that something was bothering her that to me apparently wasn't as big a deal as it was to her. And to this day, I could not tell you what it was that was bothering her and why she decided to do that. No doubt, I would probably say that's a good assessment of me. But I, I can't tell you what was happening at that time. So I can't add any clarity. Yeah. Shakir, have you seen Ron really upset? Have you seen times when, he, when he's mm -hmm. really been bothered by things? Yeah, yeah, I have. And usually what... I've seen him upset about is, is that I'm really upset about something that he doesn't think I should be upset about. And it's time for me to let it go. Okay. One of the things that, and, and she can attest to this. One of the things that Let's I have, I that I have always said to her is that I don't like arguing. Yeah. Absolutely dislike it. Um, will walk away from a situation before I'll sit up and argue about something. There are times that she has wanted to argue, which I wasn't willing to. As a matter of fact, one occasion she was arguing about something. And again, I cannot remember what it was. This is back in the eighties. I turned to walk away from her and she jumped on my back as I was walking <laughs> downstairs. I you know, didn't do anything to her and you know, I never put my hand on her or anything like that. And I walked downstairs with her on my back. She wasn't hitting me or doing anything. She was just, I guess, showing her frustration at whatever it was that was bothering her. And I walked downstairs and after I got downstairs with her on my back, she finally got off. See, I don't remember that at all. That's <laughs> oh, how could you? How could uh, one of you is not telling the truth? Because how could you I forget that? <laughs> I, no, really, I don't remember that. I remember there is an incident that I remember that I thought that he was getting ready to talk about, but that incident I don't remember. I can remember he was trying to walk away. I wanted to talk, and I blocked the doorway. He did not appreciate that at all. Um, but I don't remember me jumping on your back. I just. I was getting ready to ask you what steps, because in the I don't remember Our bedroom that. Bedroom doors right in front of the stairs. I walked out of the bedroom to go downstairs. She jumped on my back, so I walked downstairs, went on my back. And okay, so so here's an idea. You've got a young Shakir who's full of all this energy and sees Ron running at an even keel. Shakir goes out and finds other places to put that energy, being it in work, in friendships. And she begins to invest her energies outside of the house. Meanwhile, Ron is at home, even keel, and two very separate lives begin to develop on separate tracks. Yeah, because pretty much he was, he, he was, I would say, a mature adult when we got together. So his mm -hmm. behavior pattern, 
and hobbies and and interests were kind of already set. Mm -hmm. These were the things he did. And while I did try to get involved with those things, after a while, they just got to be monotonous. It's like, this is not me. I need to find something that is. So I spent a lot of time with the kids, um, spent a lot of time at church. I can remember even back then, I wanted him to do yoga and meditation with me. And he was like, mm, that's not happening. And I went back to school. And so that took a whole lot of time, space, and energy. Yeah, so yeah, we did kind of, yeah. Well, all the time she was in school, of course, I was at home with the kids. And we didn't have much time together because she would go to school and then she'd come home and she'd be working on whatever it was she needed to do for school. And then she was also working, you know, along with that. So, yeah, we, we tended to not share much time or space together you know, during that time. Okay. And how do you guys feel about that? What do you think about missing those years in each other's lives in that kind of close way? Well, see, I can remember holding this conversation with him all along the way. You know, I suggested, okay, let's do a date night or something. Because I told him, we're going to wake up one day, the kids are going to be old and we're not going to know each other. Honestly, and even in that, because he had already had a family. So he wasn't really interested in doing the whole parenting thing again. So I think I kind of bullied him into that as well. He doesn't talk much about it, but I think that might've been very, very, and it might still be very, very uncomfortable for him. What specifically might be uncomfortable for him? I wanted more children. And he was like, been there, done that. Don't really want to do that again. Mm -hmm. But I was very, very persistent and uh, persistent to the tune of four children. And, you know, and, and I know that it is, you can agree to something, but it still not be like right up there on your, this is what I would have chosen list. How many kids did you guys have? We had four. Okay. Before we got together, I had four kids. Okay you know, from previous marriage and relationships. So uh, when we got together, she wanted more and actually got to a point where the doctors told her it was not safe for her to have another kid because her, her body, there were problems with her body that would not permit her to have kids without some possible serious problems. So that's when we went through the adoption process and we actually adopted three boys in right. what 89 90 and 94 we adopted three boys which made our family grow mm -hmm. to four and of course my other kids were older so they were not a part of our family or in our home you know they were elsewhere doing their thing but in in response to what she was saying no it wasn't a problem for me at least not as much of a problem as she was possibly indicating that it was for me you know, for me, it, as the old saying goes, it is what it is. You take it and you move on. You know, you don't make a big deal out of it. And see, that's that's the way my life has been because I've told you here many times that my my thing is peace and tranquility. Love them. Absolutely love them. And as much <laughs> as possible, I want peace and tranquility to be a part of our family because I think you accomplish so much more if things are peaceful, tranquil, and everything is on an even keel. You know, life is so much better that way than being tumultuous with arguments and disagreements all the time. So I've mm -hmm. always said peace and tranquility is the way I want to yeah. go. Walking away from something that could be problematic. If, if mm -hmm. she wants to argue about something and I don't want to argue, I tell her I don't want to argue mm -hmm. and I'll leave it alone. If she keeps on going, then I'll walk away from it. Yeah. And Ron, is this hard earned? I mean, did you have you experienced real periods where there was real tumultuousness in your life? In my life, yeah. In fact, my second marriage was a, let me say, mistake from the beginning. And uh, it didn't last very long. I think being married part maybe lasted a year and a half in which I finally moved out because I couldn't take it anymore. It was uh, being with a person who devious who lies all the time and uh there was no peace there at all and one of the things that you know 
I was dedicated to have in the future was peace. And when Shakira and I got together, that's my thinking. I want peace. I don't want any uh, problems going on. I don't want any situations where we got to argue about something that is almost meaningless because I think we all realize that many arguments that people have come up over some of the most minute things and meaningless things, but yet people argue about them. It was my intent to not go through that. So mm-hmm. with, I tried to be as level as I could, not do anything that would create an argument. Of course, she felt at times that there were things I did that upset her or bothered her. So as much as I could, I tried to minimize them so that they would not be a, you know, a serious problem or create problems for us. Yeah. What What's Shakir's chief complaint, Ron, about this way of going about the world, your way of going about the world, what 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 bugs her the most about it? I think she has said on occasions that I don't show her enough attention. Uh, she has this list of expectations that uh, was, is lengthy. Mm-hmm. And she wants, you know, all these things done. And, you know, I've said to her sometimes, that's well and good, but what do you do in return? You know, you want all of these things done, but what do you do? You know, there has to be some reciprocation at some point in time. If you want this, that, and the other done, what do you do also? In other words, it's not a one-way deal. If she wants all these things done, she has, I think she should also be willing to do certain things. In other words, whatever I do for her, excuse me, she could do for me. Okay, let's try this. What's the top of the list for her, Ron? Probably not showing her as much attention as she wants. Okay, okay. So turn to her now here and show her the kind of attention that she wants. Let's see how that goes. It's not for anybody else's eyes. <laughs> did, you, did you get that part? I did, but- it, It's not for anybody else's eyes. The attention she wants is something between us that she doesn't want to share. Okay. But whatever so it, the attention is she wants, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm calling bullshit here on you guys on this one. I think there is a way that you can show Shakir a kind of attention, Ron, here now that makes her feel like she's getting what she wants. And I will go back the other direction, but I think that there's some version of this, be it PG or be it for a public view, that gives her the sense of what she's wanting. So let me say this to you. There are those occasions where I will approach her and hug her and kiss her, and I've even told them how much I love her lately. And I would tell her that she never expresses any of these things herself. Okay. You know, where you're going to get to that. She doesn't want to respond. I mean, what, when you think you're not willing to respond, then we are going to get to that. I promise you, we will not, we will not leave today without give a penny, take a penny. Okay. Um, Okay. So. So, but but the the pressure the pressure is still on here ron can you create a moment where shakir gets the kind of attention that she's wanting can you do that here now go for it that's why i was telling you about you know the things that happen in which i do that but her response sometimes is negligible it's like yeah you did it so what and you know that when you get that kind of feedback it puts a certain thought in mind that what you did wasn't appreciated or wasn't maybe as far as she wanted or whatever. So, you know, then you have to wonder, well, what else do I have to do? So I have no problem showing her or giving her the attention she wants. So then Can now's the time. I promise I'm not going to leave you in the lurch here, but the pressure is on Ron to, to, to try now. And will you tell me? You tell me. I'm not. I, I, just, I, I'm, I just, just told you I got no problems doing that at all at any time. Okay. And how was it for Shakir, Ron? Looking at her, how? What did you notice? Well, for that brief time that we were kissing, she seemed to be quite pleased by the fact that we were doing so. Okay. But I will say 
to you since you didn't know that this is not the only time that I kiss her. I kiss her every time I go out the door or come in the door. You know, if I'm going to the store, I'll kiss her before I leave or, you know, kiss her when I come uh -huh. back home. So that's a, a common thing. Yeah. And and this is where I don't want to get lost in in having to ex explain it. I want it to be here. So turn to Shakir and ask her, how was that for you? How was that kiss? Those multiple kisses that I gave you. How was that for you? Tell me, my dear, how that was for you. Did that pique your interest or anything of that nature? Um, I actually appreciate the touch on the face. It's something about that, you know, being close, you touching me, looking not, at not me. always for open view and stuff. Well, I mean, you know, you this is good. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, this is something that is, what did he say? PG public viewing or something that is real tender, that is caring. So that, that's real nice. Um, yeah. Something that we do on a daily basis. Oh, no. The kissing part. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. The kissing. Yeah, we do. No. Yeah. I, I thought you meant no, this. Not okay. always a touch, no. but. Okay. Stay with it, guys. This, you're getting, you're getting there. So there's this touch. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no. Yeah. The, the this right here, you know, mm -hmm. um, where it actually takes the moment where you see me and I know you see me. Uh, just, 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 yeah. Okay. Do you know how to ask for more of that sure. now, Shakir? Do you know how to, how to ask for more of that PG-13 for public viewing caress from Ron now? Um, I got a suggestion. I Wait, I might, um, but I am definitely out of practice asking for it. I have not, I have not requested, you know, that kind of just touch me to let me know that you're here um, in, in a long, 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 long time. Um, I will say that I think that we have gotten closer to that type of touch more recently, but yeah, I think I know how, I think I would know how to say, can you hold me just because I need to be held? I think I, I, I think I could say that. And I think that, um, I think that you would get that. Uh, I will say yesterday was a, was a challenging day for me. And while we were not in the same place, his care and his caressing of my heart, I could feel that. Mm. So I, I, I think that we're, we're meeting on those, um, what do I want to call it? You're my friend, you're my protector and consoler level other than just, okay, so yeah, you are my lover. I, I, I think that we, we have kind of tapped into that again, but it, it had been a while. Wonderful. Yeah. So I let me say that a very simple solution to that when you, you, you don't know necessarily how to say it or you don't. If at any time my wife approaches me and does this, puts her hand on my face or my arm or whatever, I think she would realize the response would be immediate in returning the same type of thing. Doesn't take a word, don't have to ask for it, just a touch, and things happen. Okay. And I, I think, you know, and that was what was bothering me before because when I would touch, nothing happened. But I'm saying that if you know, have to say a word, just come up and touch me, I think you'll be very happy with the response. Think so? Sounds good to me. Let's let's check it out right now. Shakir, you said these words, can you hold me just because I need to be held? Can you turn to Ron and ask him that? You don't have to ask. If you ask me, it's going to happen. There's no doubt about it. I will hold you anytime. You will. Give me if I don't seem to be paying attention, and I will make sure that it happens. Okay, Ron. Now, from here, Ron, you're doing great. From here, ask Shakir, what feels the best as I'm holding you? What is it about me holding you that feels the best? Being in your arms, um, knowing that you're just completely on me. Now, I can do that. 
last night in the bed. We were lying there, and I just had my hand on her knee, and the dog gets on the bed, then jumps between us. So she moves the dog, telling the dog the dog is getting in the way of her being touched. So she she moved the dog so we could get back to what we were doing before, which was just just lying there relaxing. And as I said, I had my hand on her knee, and she seemed to appreciate that, and I definitely enjoyed it. And dog just got in the way. What what if anything is getting in the way now? There's nothing in the way. Okay. On my part, anyway. I can only speak for me. Okay. What we're doing right now, I enjoy, always have enjoyed, always have wanted. And is this... Is Let me say this, too. What we're doing now, since our first get-together with you, we have gotten into this more and more. And um, it has blossomed because I think I told you at that time, after that first meeting, I told you the first time that what kind of broke the barrier, what kind of made things a little better is when she told me that she was lonely. And as I had said before, her saying that was new to me because I didn't think she was lonely. I didn't think she really wanted to have much to do with me. So her saying that made me feel a lot better and made me definitely want to be closer to her and try to take away that lonely feeling. So since that time, um, I would say our situation has improved quite a bit. Yeah. Why was Ron, why was Ron so confused about your, it looks like you got an animal. Yeah. The dog just jumped up here. (laughs) Here we go. I mean, this is one challenge that you guys have is that, is that as, I mean, this is a great example of as closeness begins to build number of things, try to try to noodle their way in between you guys be it kids, be it other people. As far as our kids, they're older, so they don't get in the way. Uh-huh. They kind of realize that, you know, we we have our space and, and stay out of our space. Right. Now, the granddaughter and the dog, a different story. Because <laughs> the granddaughter just feels it's okay for her to walk in anytime and uh, insert herself in whatever we're doing. And the dog, who's still a puppy, we just got her recently. Uh, she's seeking attention Uh all the time so she's well right now she's lying here on the couch next to us but usually she'd almost be in our lap trying to get that attention but you know we know how to put her aside so that she is not a problem Mm -hmm. although my wife did let her get into bed last night which i wasn't crazy about but so what what just happened to that moment though this is a great example what just had that moment was so (laughs) sweet between the two of you i mean and it is what you're Ron, did it feel like the kind of attention that you're wanting? Oh, absolutely. Shakir, did it feel like the kind of attention you're wanting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so where did it go? Where, what, what happened to it? Let's just look at it as a, as a moment that happened. Now, where is it? It's still right here. I mean, we're not hugging at the moment, but the, the closeness and, uh, you know, the feeling of being close is still right here. That doesn't change with the interruptions you see how he just laid his head on my shoulder? I did. I don't get that often. That was really, really neat. You know, he says I come in and sometimes I sit on the other side of the couch just because it's got this B thing and it feels like it holds me. So that's why I sit there. But then I think in terms of you don't come and lay in my lap. You don't come <laughs> put your head on my shoulder. And I like that. Because I feel like if that's something that you seek, that's also something that you know how to give. If you don't have a need for that, you may not understand how it feels to receive that. Now, here's a question for you. Why do you guys use so many words? Let me wait, 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 wait. (laughs) You guys use so many words in all this. Like, you can do this. If you're not close, you can't. Is that okay, But why so, so. why so many words to describe things? Why this is the way it was in the past. This is how is it now? What is going on here, guys? This is pretty simple. What is it that keeps you guys talking so much about me, this and analyzing? And and I hope you understand where I'm coming oh, from. I can answer we, that. We have, in fact, we've talked about it recently. We have in recent well, before recent time, but in recent times we have dealt with so many inept people that sometimes 
in trying to get your point across, you have to say things in a way that they're going to understand. Therefore, you might become wordy in saying it to make sure the person understands what you're talking about. And when I tell you we've been around some inept people, I'm serious. We've been around some people that, um, well, they're lucky to be here on earth. But it, it's just you get accustomed to saying things to people, explaining things to people, trying to make sure they understand. And sometimes you may go, obviously, in your case, you think we're going too far word wise. We're, we're talking too much, but it's all done and said to make sure you understand what it is we're talking about. Yes. I love words. Oh, my God. Uh -huh. I love words. So it's very easy for me to be wordy because I just words. When I use words, they create mental pictures for me. Um, and I don't know if that happens for everybody, but that happens for me. And so words just kind of they create this whole scene for me wait wait you're both very eloquent with words and there's so much that's just going on between the two of you right now that looks beautiful and i wonder if you can just take a moment together and just feel into that without words just feel into what this is like i can and let me say <laughs> let me this is what i have been talking about all the time this is what i have said I want it, conversation. I'll take all I can get, simply because it's been so lacking in the past that this this really is the epitome of what I want. I want her to talk to me. I've said so many times, talk to me, you know, mm -hmm. and, it, and, and I've said before, we can talk, have meaningful conversation, and this is what we're doing. Where you but, may think it's wordy, I love every minute of it. You know now, something that I just got in this moment? What's that? is that I didn't understand that he needed me to be talking, articulating what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, what's going to happen, what I want to happen. I, did, I didn't get that. I really didn't. Hmm. What I think he doesn't get is that I don't need to talk about it. I just need it to happen. So for, you remember when just a minute ago you said, say to him, I just, I just want you to hold me just because I need to be held. Okay. Mm -hmm. So while he was holding me, I really did need y'all to just shut up, but y'all just kept talking. <laughs> I wanted to say, can y'all just shut up? Mm. Just let the moment be. But you know, no, you y'all were doing whatever y'all were doing. And so I just decided, okay, I can just let the moment be for me. And they, and honest to goodness, I just stopped listening to you two talk. Huh. And that's the withdrawal. Maybe, maybe that's the point where you withdraw and you, cause you left, you left the couple here you left the two of you which is the area that we're trying to build up is that you have that i wasn't sure that i left the two of us i left the two of you okay yeah i i was i was right here in the cuddle enjoying that right there whatever y'all were doing with each other that was a whole nother something i just was not there for that moment now, does Ron want you to tell him, hey, I'm leaving now. Please stop talking. Does he probably, want you to tell him? Probably. Probably. He would, he, would, he would like for me to let him know that, okay, really, right now, okay, I can't communicate. I just need to be. Because I think when I start to just be, he feels disconnected. Because it is the communication, the verbal communication that keeps him connected. Hmm. Check that out with him. Check that out if you got that right. That more and about me. Let me say something. Well, that's what he just said. He said, yeah. check that out with you. Do you know why? Do you know the reason I do that is because Shakir should be the expert on you and you should be the expert on her so that you can be more efficient in keeping everybody out, dogs, grandkids, pesky therapists, people who are calling. Okay, you need to get, are you coming by? Okay, why are you calling me? Yes, thought of something else. I do want to see him. Okay, text it to me, okay? Okay, bye. Something else I just thought of that, that I had wanted to mention to you when you were speaking with Inga. You mentioned a time during the interview in which I put my head down, and mm -hmm. it seemed to be the assumption between the two of you that at the time I supposedly put my head down, which I don't even remember, that I was either checking out or I was somewhere else or 
I was not involved in what was going on. And I just wanted to say to you, if I put my head down, it wasn't because of anything that was being said amongst us. I just put my head down. There was no meaning to it on my part. Uh-huh. So if uh-huh. you if you interpret that another way, your interpretation uh, wasn't correct. If I put my head down, I just put my head down, mm-hmm. not because of anything said, not because of anything we discussed. I just want you to know that. Okay. I remember that. I remember that. Um, and the thing that we were talking about is how to keep the excitement going between the two of you. And that's what I'm trying to do here today. The same thing is, is because that was the moment that I said, boy, you guys look great. You were at the, you were going to the memorial, you were all dressed up and you looked fantastic. And there was a way that after that, it was like the two of you perked up and then you kind of went into your separate places was the observation. And the question for the couples therapist is how do you keep that moment going? How do you keep the spark alive between the two of them? Now we might've got certain parts of it wrong, but the question is the exact same one, which is how to keep these moments so that you guys can begin to get some more of this good energy between the two of you that facilitates a feeling of closeness, a feeling of comfort and and ease. I would say conversation and uh, showing of emotions. Conversation because the conversation keeps you intertwined with each other. And the showing of of emotions is like, you know, this and what she was saying, the touching things of that nature, which also keep you emotionally connected. Those Mm -hmm. are the kinds of things that can keep you going, I think, in a positive way. And not to be wordy, I'm stopping there. (laughs) An expanded definition that includes, it's not just communication, it's communication and emotion. How does that sound to Shakir's ears? Do you know? It sounds great for me. Phone call. Well, I think we're at a point to wrap this up. Do you guys, do you guys have any final questions, thoughts, comments, words for me? Yeah, I think since we were seeking help in dealing with our problems, that you have been a, a refreshing interjection into our problems. Uh, I appreciate what you've been saying and doing. And my thing would be, well, I can't tell you what to do and say with other people, but as far as myself goes, say what it is you want to say, uh, hold back nothing, because if you hold back, you may miss a point that needs to be addressed. And hey, just go for it. Don't worry about people being upset or whatever. Your job is to help people, help them. Either they want your help or they don't want your help. And if they don't want to help your help, they'll let you know. The conversations that you and Inga were having about thirds, I was really impressed by that. And so I've been kind of looking at my life as mm-hmm. in, okay, now what's a third? So I recognize that, okay, the dog is a third. And the dog cannot sleep in the middle of us. The dog can sleep at the foot of the bed, but she cannot just crawl in the bed and demand his attention and move me out the way like she did last night. I'm not having it. (laughs) And then I recognize that there are other thirds that impact our life that we probably don't necessarily see eye to eye on Mm -hmm. that need to be carefully managed. Um, Like he was saying, somebody came by. He didn't know they were coming by. I knew she was coming by. That's a young lady that asked us years ago if we would serve as family for her. So we have become very close. Um, And so I recognize that's a third. And so I have to try to manage that carefully. And I I think our children are thirds. And so I'm much more, the conversation that you all had helped me to be more conscientious of, okay, what is actually in the way? And how do we manage that so that it's not problematic? Great. Um, Great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Where do you guys want to be five years from now? Here on earth. Okay. Together. (laughs) How do you want to be together five years from now? I hope that our relationship continues to thrive and that five years from now, we are as happy or happier than we are at this point in time. And that all the things that we like, about each other, you know, we don't let those things, we don't take those things for granted, that we, we really celebrate the things we like 
about each other and, and let it you know guide us in the future. You know, I will say that I hope five years from now, we are able to better express our own truth here and be accepting of each other's truths and not be so frightened or apprehensive about being vulnerable. I know when Ron said, I guess it was the second time we were together, he said, when I told him I was lonely, it was at that point that he really could conceive of the fact that I really wanted to be here. And that, honest to goodness, it just blew me away because I was at the, oh my God, so where, where all of this time, where did you think I wanted to be? All, all of this time, I've been trying to reach you and I didn't know that that was the place I was trying to reach. It's kind of like searching for a needle in a haystack. Mm. It's like, I didn't know that was a needle. And it did give me some, it gave me some perspective. I don't know that it gave me clarity, mm -hmm. but it definitely gave me perspective. And you know how, how you want to know the truth, but the truth is like, well, damn, I did <laughs> Oh, so yeah, so so that was that was real revelatory for me. I think I realized that I had not been as effective as I had been attempting to be to say, okay, I, really, I am right here. Mm -hmm. This is where I really want to be. Can you please stay right here with me in right here in this space, in this place? Mm -hmm. um, and so if he didn't know that, of course, there were things that were arrive because if you don't know that the other person really is right here that can't be comfortable that can't even mm -hmm. be warm or welcoming or hopeful that is oh my god the other shoe is gonna drop any minute and they're just not gonna be here so mm -hmm. I, I appreciated you sharing that because it, it, it really did give me perspective the other thing i will say go ahead no, I was just going to say in a few words that although she says, you know, she wanted attention or whatever, her actions did not show that. And all I had to go on was her actions. And by her actions, I mean, if you don't show a person that you want to be close to them, they don't get the feeling that you want to be close to them. And that's okay. what was bothering. Me. Okay. Let's finish like this. Shakir, turn to Ron. And tell him in five years from now, in a short sentence or two, five years from now, this feeling that there's something hanging over his head. How do you want that feeling to change? What do you want to change inside of him about that feeling? Okay, so now I want you to have no doubt that it is you that I want to be with and that I am exactly where I want to be. I don't want you to have any doubt at all. Okay, Ron, your turn. Give a penny, take a penny. Turn to Shakir and tell her what you want in five years for this feeling that she gets scared shitless when the two of you are vulnerable and close with each other. What do you want for her with that feeling? Five years from now, it is my intention that we will be at a better place than we've ever been because it is my intention to do everything that I can do to make you feel comfortable in doing so. I'm looking forward to that making us even that much better. Oh my God, you guys... Thank you so much. This is just, it's been, it's been such a pleasure to get to know the two of you in this way. And um, I just, I just love, I mean, I've loved all the time we've spent together and just watching the evolution of this has been, it's been a real treat for me. So thank you for including me in this part of your, in this part of your journey. Thank you for being there for us and um, working with us. We, uh, we truly appreciate everything you've done for us. I was going to say thank you for being that third for positive change. I'm just looking in. You guys are the main attraction. I would love to hear from you. And um, boy, this has just been, it's been a treat. Again, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Oh man, I just love that needle in the haystack image at the end. This whole time the needle was right in front of me and I wasn't even aware. It's very bittersweet. I do hope that Ron and Shakir are continuing to find the sweetness inside of each other. I do hope that my paths cross with theirs again. Thank you so much to them for just being authentically themselves throughout the interviews and for taking part. And thanks to you for listening. Next time, 
I got an interview with Daniel Weir coming up. Daniel and I are going to discuss his paper, The White Man in the Room. It's going to be a little bit of a divergence from what we usually do. I just wanted to do a little bit more thinking about my role as a white therapist. And Daniel's paper is fantastic, and I love what he had to say. Then we're going to wrap up with Ron and Shakir in a producer interview with my colleague and friend, Margaret Martin. So that's what's coming up. Thank you so much. And Human Nurture, the how-do of couples therapy. We're out. We're out.